Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at adhdessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? On February 24th, I will be part of the ADHD Toolbox, an online summit aimed at transforming your child's behavior, securing their future, and empowering independence. It features over 24 experts, including Caroline McGuire, Dr. Russell Barkley, Penny Williams, Lori Dupar, Eric Tivers, Dr. Edward Hallowell, and me. My presentation is titled Five Ways to Improve Behavior at School and at Home. And if you're looking for more than five ways to improve your child's behavior and ways to improve your relationship with them and get your home a little bit calmer, the ADHD Essentials online parent coaching groups are just what you're looking for. The groups launch on Monday, March 16th, 2020, and run on Mondays and Wednesdays for eight weeks. We meet online via the Zoom video chat platform. One section will take place at noon Eastern Standard Time, and the other section is at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will be there to work with you personally. The groups include direct instruction on parenting topics, as well as personalized Q&As. They're designed to help parents better manage ADHD in the home through proactive planning. They're also designed to decrease conflict in the family by improving relationships and to reduce the overall anxiety of the house by addressing and improving our understanding of the underlying sources of familial anxiety and how to manage them. Go to ADHDessentials.com parentgroups to see a breakdown of the themes for each of the eight weeks. There's a narrow window opening up right now for you to register for these parent groups. It will run from today, Friday, February 21st, through Monday, February 24th. If you'd like to talk to me about signing up, email me directly at brendan at adhdessentials.com. This is the fourth round of these parent groups, and if you listen to the show, which you obviously do, I'm sure they can help you better manage the challenges you're facing at home. Once again, if you want in on this narrow window of time to sign up, email me at brendan at adhdessentials.com and register for a free 20-minute consultation about the groups to see if they're right for you. And as you know, ADHD Essentials is part of the ADHD Rewired podcast network. The other shows are ADHD Rewired with Eric Tibbers, of course, and Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb. In Hacking Your ADHD, Will Curb explores ways that you can work with your ADHD brain to do more of the things you want to do. And in ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, you'll find excellent interviews with ADHD adults talking about their experiences with the disorder, as well as ADHD experts giving you a more in-depth understanding of it. Finally, the best way to support this show is by sharing it with others, either online or in person. So let the folks in your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feed know that we exist. Or 
just go wander the streets and randomly tell people about it. Whatever strikes your fancy. And don't forget to throw up that 5-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us build the show's family. In fact, feel free to pause this episode and go do it now. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm visiting with my in-laws at the Villages in Florida. That's right, I'm traveling. Because thanks to the generosity of my in-laws, my family has had the opportunity to go on a -a once-in-a-lifetime Disney vacation. We've been able to visit the parks and even go on a cruise. Typically, after our family adventures, we debrief by sharing two good things and one thing we'd change if we could. It's a reflection tool that was shared with me by one of the members of last summer's parent coaching groups. Today, I thought I'd share my two good things and one thing I'd change if I could from our family vacation and let you see this exercise in action. The first good thing from this vacation is extended family. My wife's cousin works for Disney, so we were able to use complimentary tickets to visit both the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios during the first couple of days of our trip. But best of all, they have kids around the same age as our boys, and we were able to get in a lot of great cousin time. We also got to visit with my wife's parents and her aunt and uncle. The second leg of the trip saw us board the Disney Dream for a five-day cruise of the Caribbean. I'm grateful to my wife's parents for treating us to this incredible experience. It was nice to get to spend this time with them, even more so because they were able to see the boys for a much longer period of time than usual. So my in-laws got to observe how our kids have grown and matured. It was a lovely few days at sea. My second good thing is parental teamwork. By working as a parenting team, my wife and I were able to keep things moving smoothly on this trip. She's great at planning and organizing and kept our family both well-informed about the activities available on the cruise and coordinated the excursions we took when the boat was in port. My job, on the other hand, was less strategic and more tactical. I kept the family emotions as balanced as possible and made sure the boys were entertained and pointed in the right direction when necessary. On one excursion, we went snorkeling with stingrays and one of the boys was getting upset because his mask was pulling his hair out. He had also just stubbed his toe on a concrete block. Pain is great for setting off an amygdala hijack. My wife looked a little bit frustrated by this, so I stepped in to de-escalate him. Once I had him on an even keel again, it was clear that I had to go away, because he was starting to feel crowded by me. But he still needed a parent with him, so my wife stepped in to guide him through the fun part of snorkeling, and I hung out with the other brother. Over the course of this trip, it became clear to me that parents dictate the tone of the vacation. If the parents are balanced and can ride the waves of their children's emotional spikes, the vacation will go smoothly. If, on the other hand, the parents spike with the kids, things can spiral out of control quickly. Of course, my wife and I had our own emotional storms to navigate, but I think we navigated them fairly well. For example, between the trips to the park and the Disney cruise, we went out to dinner with the extended family. While we were there, I lost some money. More on that later. As you might imagine, this put me deep in my own head and made me less responsive to my family's needs. Luckily, my wife was there to help me manage both myself and the boys. This happened in reverse at Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars-themed park in Hollywood Studios. As we explored the park, my wife became overheated and needed a break but she was trying to soldier on. 
so it became incumbent upon me to get her some water, find her a place to rest, and then take the boys somewhere else for a little bit so she could decompress and get a second wind. And speaking of losing things, one thing I would change about this trip, if I could, would be exactly that. My ADHD habit of misplacing things. As I mentioned, between the park trips and the cruise, we went out to eat with Amy's side of the family. There were 14 of us at the restaurant. At one point, when I got up to go to the bathroom, I took my phone out of my pocket to check the time. And an envelope with $200 fell out. I noticed it was gone as I left the laboratory, but wasn't sure when I had misplaced it. So I went to the counter to see if I had left it there and was told that another customer had literally just turned in an envelope with money in it, but the envelope was nowhere to be found when the manager went looking. It quickly became a very big deal. Video footage was reviewed, the cops were called in, it was a whole thing. In the end, it turned out that one of the employees, a kid with a neck tattoo of a rose, I swear to God, he was straight out of central casting, had stolen the envelope and my money. I eventually got it back, and chose not to press charges, mostly because it wasn't going to do much to help this kid, and I had to hop on a cruise the next day. Hopefully, he'll make better choices in the future. Interestingly, the main emotion I felt during that whole ordeal was shame. I wasn't mad. I wasn't frustrated. I was just full of shame. That's what I was in my head about. Shame that I had lost the money in the first place. Shame that I was inconveniencing the 13 members of my wife's family that I was eating with. Shame that the restaurant manager was so upset about the situation. Shame that the cops had to be called. I even felt bad about the kid getting in trouble. Sounds crazy, right? But it's not. It's the wall of awful. See, I have a wall of awful for losing things. And for inconveniencing people. If I hadn't dropped that envelope, if my ADHD hadn't caused me to drop that envelope, None of that would have happened. My family would have had a nice smooth evening, and that kid would probably still have a job. Because if he's stealing $200, he probably needs that job. It's probably critical for him. Even though that kid stole from me, the thing that precipitated all of that drama was my carelessness with that envelope. And I know it was my ADHD that made me careless. In the end, the cop got my money back, The kid had put it in his car while on a smoke break, so the evening concluded well. But to keep my wall of awful for losing things nice and strong, I lost a pair of prescription sunglasses somewhere in my cabin on the cruise ship, which is amazing because the room I was in was tiny. Even better, I lost the case for the glasses one day and the glasses on another day. It made for a very bright day on Castaway Key, but I'm not complaining. Glasses can be replaced, and I'm just grateful for the entire experience. I hope you found this exercise for debriefing family experiences useful. Though, admittedly, I used a bit of artistic license and went into more detail than usual for the sake of the show. We reflected in this way at the end of each day of our trip. In hindsight, it might have been better if we had used this exercise at lunch and then again in the evening because the trip was pretty packed. A final few tips about this exercise. First, try not to end with the one thing that you would change every time. It can leave a negative impression of the overall experience. You can always mix it up and have everyone say a good thing. Then everyone say something they'd change, 
and then finish up with another good thing. Like the compliment sandwich that's so popular when we give criticism. Also, if you're going to name things you'd change, you might also say how you would go about changing them. For example, I could have left my extra money at my in-laws when we went out to dinner. Or I could have put it in a different pocket where it was less likely to fall out. Finally, for a more robust version, when you go around having people name their two good things and one thing they'd change if they could, you can make a rule that you're not allowed to repeat things others have said. In that version, you might say, I agree, or me too, when someone names an event that would have been on your list. Thank you for listening. Like this exercise? I hope your good things always outnumber the things you would change. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at adhdessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, adhdessentials.com, and visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.